This is your host, Heather Petropoulos, recording live from my home studio in Brooklyn, New York, bringing you the Photo Mixed Tapes podcast. Hello, my audience, and Happy New Year. Welcome to the ninth episode of Season 4, These Streets Where We Live. I am thrilled to be back to continue Season 4 and to bring the podcast into 2019. I hope you enjoyed your holidays and New Year and are getting this year started in ways that give you joy. During the transition of years from holidays to a blank winter slate, I made some new plans for photo mixtape series and podcast, and there will be some changes afoot. For the series, I will continue the twice daily postings, though I will admit that they are usually happening simultaneously when my days are almost done, with an original still or motion image and a song track. For the first time in almost two years since starting the project, the other night after a particularly busy day, I forgot the evening track posting completely. But the series ultimately gives me so much joy, and I get feedback about the joy it gives back so I will be continuing it. Next month's mix is sure to fill your heart with love, so stay tuned. For the podcast, I had to make a more difficult decision. I'm going to move it to a twice-monthly schedule. I have absolutely loved creating and sharing this podcast with you weekly, with breaks sometimes, and I have learned so much about audio recording, editing, writing consistently, and myself throughout this process. At the same time, it has also been difficult to create a give-and-take relationship with my other artistic pursuits and priorities. So, after today's episode, I will see you back here on Friday, February 1st for the Every Other Friday episodes. The episodes will be including more interviews this year that I will have time to seek out and plan, more hearty story chapters that I will have more time to plot and edit, And I will be able to give more creation tips from the field with more time in the field myself. And I will have more time to devote to a new project that I planned for and started this year and that I'm so excited to share with you all. I'm expanding my offerings by creating and maintaining an Etsy shop and an online store at photomixtapes.com. The shop will have some of my best still imagery for sale as 13 to 19 prints, a size I find shows them off the best, and a brand new undertaking. Mixed media projects mixing my original photography with painting, coloring techniques to create a unique final image. I want to make more art with my hands this year, and these projects are the perfect way to jumpstart that goal. Like any artist, my end goal is to be able to share my art with more people. I'm hoping that with fewer podcast episodes in a month, it will give me a chance to find more of an audience and get the word out more. The same goes for the twice-daily photo mix tape series. This year, I'm looking to partner with more musicians and music outlets with my music playlists and to create new and exciting still and motion imagery to pair with them. And starting this new sales venture will require much more diligent presence on social media and in marketing. And so, my lovely audience, if you enjoy this podcast, I invite you to check out the daily series and the prints and mixed media projects online. And if you like anything you see and hear here, 
Please keep me in mind if you need a unique gift or new image for your own space. And pass along the word to family and friends who might appreciate them also. Now on to this week. For track one, I am excited to share the latest chapter of Please Respond By. It's been a while, so you might want to catch up a bit with early season four chapters before diving right back in. This chapter will focus on forgiveness, which is something I've been thinking of myself starting this new year and new blank slate of my life. For track two, the imagery creation tips, I will be sharing tips on making sites you see more consistently new and fresh. And this week, the true impetus of the episode title for track three, I will be sharing my film review of If Beale Street Could Talk, a film I saw on Christmas Day for my annual movie outing tradition. Without further ado, track one, the next chapter of Please Respond By. Chapter eight, December 2006. Is this Joy? Joy Parkson? Joy had been working in the studio all day and almost had to think for a minute. This is Joy, yes? Who's this? It's Detective Nelson. Detective Corey Nelson? Jules's heart sank. She had been doing some great interviews and working on projects to fill her mind and heart these last couple of months, trying to detach from the slow and steady ache that was the knowledge in the back of her mind that Jesse was still gone and her murderer still at large, and it would probably never be proven that... Joy, did you hear me? Did you hear anything I just said? What I... Julie, I need you to come down to the station. We have some... We have some definitive information on your case. My case? My... Jesse, you have... You know who did... Interior of Jules's therapist office, January 2005. I would like to make a suggestion, Jules. Are you in a good place to hear a suggestion? What... What is your suggestion? Doc, suggest away. Hesitant to even make the suggestion, but knowing that it was the best thing for her patient's mental state, even though she knew some details about... Jules, I think you either need to start the process of forgiving Abby for the loss of your baby or start contact again with small steps, steps that we can manage together. I think this in-between is worse for your... I want to forgive her. She was just... She was just such a part of my life and when we first met and when we met and then Jess I I can't lose anything another thing anything else with this in this I need to forgive her Dr. Mann felt the tension in the pit of her stomach again the same pit as when she I just I need it to be Maybe I can forgive her without actually trying to talk to her or be in the same... Yes, Jules. I think we can work together on steps to free you from the... But I don't... I can't... I don't want to try to picture what else could have... I mean, maybe... 
Maybe I would have lost the baby anyway, you know, based upon the age when we were... And you know that Jack was... Well, you, how can we be sure? Jules, if you're willing, I do think we need to put you under again to flesh out the details of... This was like a lightning strike in Jules's head. She felt herself flash and her migraine trails started again and she, she starts writing Dr. Mann's check, leaves it on the table and is out of there in a flash. Sorry, that's all the time we have. Over her shoulder as she leaves... Dr. Mann sits there stunned, smiling at her most challenging patient using her line. She couldn't help but care more about Jules as a patient. She had lost so much important to her. Detective Nelson's office at the station later that night. Hey, Nelson, are you staying at the office or do you want to meet me and the boys for a couple of beers tonight? I have some paperwork to finish up, and... Boring. I know you've been a bit isolated since the breakup, but you can't spend every night at this damn office. Well, I don't sleep over. I just have been really busy with this cold case. You know the chief doesn't want us digging into that one too much. Yeah. Nelson mutters under his breath as the guys leave the station. He owed this poor woman the truth, and he was going to figure out how to get her there herself. Jules doesn't know how long she's been sitting at her desk, but her right foot's asleep. She is still holding her cell phone from talking to the detective and is just... stuck. When it rings, she jumps and hits her elbow on the side of the desk. Jules, Jules, Julie, Jack sounds frantic. Did you talk to the detective? It's like Jules forgot how to use her own mouth and that the words she's looking for can't make their way from her brain into her mouth and out. I'm on my way, Jules. Stay right there. Track 2. Imagery Creation Tips. Making Everyday Sights New and Fresh. Living in the Brooklyn neighborhood and working in the Union Square area, I do... I find inspiration living around every corner, and I pass scenes very often, and I see something new about them, and I'm always seeking new ways of making the old and regular new and fresh. Sometimes different angles or different times of day aren't enough to make the scene seem new and different. Sometimes you have to find other ways to breathe new life into the everyday. My first imagery creation tip for you this week is to create your own challenges for yourself particularly when what you're capturing remains unchanged. Some of the most interesting projects I've seen are 365 projects when someone takes themselves every day or a same spot in the city every day. The changes might be subtle, but even easier to see when the subject of the imagery remains unchanged. Create a challenge for yourself. Look for a particular color to focus on in your frame Or do something with numbers of things, for instance, waiting for three people to enter the frame in a street scene. If you hold yourself accountable to a challenge within a consistent scene, you can very easily take the mundane into the extraordinary. My second imagery creation tip for you this week is to rely on techniques of focusing and shutter speed to change up a consistent scene. I often take the Union Square Park I walk through as I commute to and from work, And I keep my imagery of that area fresh by sometimes using shallow depth of field to focus on one element that could be anywhere, 
or to use a slower shutter speed to slow down the action and create more energy and blur. If you pass by the same things every day, find the energy shifts and small details that stand out as unique when planning and creating your imagery. Drawing from the well of the familiar doesn't mean that your imagery needs to be overly familiar. My third imagery creation tip for you this week is based upon my own goals for my art this year. Make art within art. I have breathed new life into my older imagery by choosing and printing them to sell as my original photography prints, and I am also editing older imagery for use in mixed media projects that I finish by painting and coloring. Even though I am focusing on imagery I've created and edited and seen over a longer time, they are new and fresh and exciting because I'm using them in different ways, which is breathing new life into the familiar. The old can certainly be new again. Except, of course, us. When we age, we age, and there really is no going back. Track three, a film review of If Beale Street Could Talk. I was, and I am, a big fan of Moonlight, the first Barry Jenkins film I enjoyed. I've been thinking of the characters from that particular poem of a film since I first saw it. I was so elated when I first heard that If Beale Street Could Talk was being made, and that it was based upon a James Baldwin book of the same name, that Barry Jenkins would adapt in writing and also direct. Having never read James Baldwin other than non-fictionally about his life, I've always wanted to enjoy his work, and I knew that this latest Barry Jenkins project would be the very best way to do just that. Though different in its own right, I feel like If Beale Street Could Talk walks closely alongside Moonlight in the same direction and with a very similar view. You might want to jump off here if you haven't seen the film yet, and I will let you know in the description of the episode when to jump back in for the finale. Cinematography. I absolutely love the tones, lighting, and look of this film. It captures New York City in the 1970s in its colors, tones, clothing, and overall shooting style. It's beautiful to behold the slow and seductive charmer of a view into this couple's world and into the time. It's no shock to the system when the film adds black and white capture of the time from a racial unrest point of view, and the film opens like a spring flower shifting between the bold colors of new love and the claustrophobia of prisons, the prisons of our own minds and in physical reality. Shifting between the solitary void of creation for Fani, the artist, versus the bright and bold and beautiful world of the streets that open to him once he falls in love with the girl who was right in front of him all along, the cinematography of this film is a very natural partner to the writing and the storytelling, and the two dance in a very seamless way that makes the entire experience quite narrative and from the page. What also appeals to me so much about the cinematography matches this week's creation tips. The scenes are very familiar, but we see the characters interacting with them in different ways and each time see something new. It's also suggested from the Baldwin quote at the beginning of the film that many different black Americans have lived on a Beale Street, both figuratively and exactly. 
This is both a tale of the familiar for many and the quiet intimacy from the unique story of these two young people. A story that is both wholly their own and that of those that came before and after them. Writing. Obviously, the writing of this film is one of the best things it had going for it before the cameras even started filming because of the source material. Barry Jenkins does a sublime job of translating that narration to the screen. And I say that based upon seeing the film itself as a writer myself and drawing the conclusion of the style of writing of the original writer. The moments of silence are written with just as much precision as the moments of dialogue or exposition. Each of the moments opens gradually and lingers after the film is over. And I have, like with Moonlight, been thinking of these characters since I saw the film. I've read and heard other comments about the film being too slow, and I really have to say that I disagree. I think the pace matches the cyclical and overwhelming nature of the Black American experience, and I think the pace perfectly matches the storylines. I think the pace serves the story rather than distracting from it. Sound and Music It might go without saying at this point in the review that I thought If Beale Street Could Talk is near perfect. I felt the same way about the sound and the score. The music and sound design didn't distract and always enhance the story and the progress of the film. Like the very best scores, I barely noticed the shifts in tempo and energy, which means that it perfectly complemented both. It definitely wasn't a film fit for a famous song break, and I was happy that there wasn't one to distract from the otherwise poetic nature of this film. It's hard to explain, but as a child of the 70s who grew up in New York City, the sounds of the city of the time were perfectly captured also. If Beale Street Could Talk is one of my favorite films of last year, and is another near-perfect entry into the history of film by Barry Jenkins. This film and the story within it are both timeless and of the moment, both universal and very specific to this young couple. The newcomers and veterans of stage and screen alike were cast brilliantly and offer amazing and believable performances. The very heart of the film, Regina King, as the mother to the girl of the couple, gives the best performance of her career, and is inspiring to watch whether she's supporting the younger actors or on the center stage of the scene herself. One of my favorite scenes of the film is her takedown of the boys' unsupportive and fanatical mother and sisters as they ask them to leave their home after sharing news that their daughter is pregnant with their son's child. It's nothing short of riveting. I give this film all the points in the world and recommend it to everyone, if not just for artistic reasons, for reasons of history. Congratulations to Barry Jenkins for an achievement that will live on over time and for being one of the top filmmakers of our age. A heartfelt thank you to the very best audience in podcasting for taking your time to spend with me here this week. And thank you for making it to the very end of the episode and for listening to the announcements early on in the episode with an open mind and heart. 
I will miss you on off weeks, but I look forward to our continued time together every other Friday, starting Friday, February 1st. In the meantime, now you have even more time to savor each episode and to catch up on the fiction you might have missed. I look forward to your continued feedback, questions, collaboration ideas, and audience. And you can always reach out to me at heather at photomixedtapes.com. Until we meet again, I wish you the best sights, stories, and sounds as you create your own mixed media life. <laughs>